So I think it's important now more than ever to raise our vibrations as humans and become lovers of ourselves and to do what it takes to do that. Hi, welcome back to Mostly Balanced with Mia and Carly. Welcome back. Thank you guys for listening. Episode 10. I know, it's so exciting. I stopped counting our episodes and now we're in the double digits. I know, I can't believe it. And we have such an exciting, fun, amazing, really funny guest today. I know, I've loved all of our guests, but I honestly think this is one of my favorites. I just had so much fun recording with her and she was hilarious. Yes, so you're in for a real treat to be is fantastic. Yeah, we actually, so you discovered her, right? Yeah, so I heard her on Girls Gotta Eat, and I thought she was hilarious, but she also had such an interesting story about the inception of her company, The Honey Pot, so she'll tell you all about that, but the episode on Girls Gotta Eat is a much different episode than ours, like she's hilarious, and it's a very sexually explicit episode, so definitely tune in if you want some laughs, but today we cover a lot of Bee's company, her way of thinking her positive attitude towards life so she's she's great you'll love her yeah I just want to hang out with her I feel like so many of these guests that we've had it's so fun because we've been able to become friends with them and I feel like I would hang out with all of them like outside of recording but now it's like of course we're in the middle of a pandemic and we can't do that at all so hopefully soon we can actually hang out in person with all of these awesome people that we've recorded with so what have you done this week I feel like We have some fun things to talk about today. Yeah, well, we both actually had a fun experience where we got our Akashic Records read, which if you're not familiar, I wasn't. Um, A friend introduced me to this last year, and this is now my second call. And then Carly had a call, and it's just so fun if you're into anything spiritual, like psychics or anything a little bit in that realm. It's really awesome. And essentially, everyone has a record, kind of like a book of your life, right? How would you describe it? Yeah, I think the whole concept came to be in like the early 1900s or something, and I first heard about it. Well, first of all, I almost talked about this on our intro last week, but then I knew you were going to have your reading this week. So I thought it'd be fun for us both to talk about our experience together. So I first heard about Akashic Records when the balanced blonde, Jordan Younger, she had an Akashic Records reader on one of her podcast episodes. I think her name is Ashley Wood. And I remember I said something to you about it and we were like still really trying to figure out what it was. And then like that night, our friend mentioned it to you. And it was just like so weird the way that the timing lined up. So we just thought you were meant to, it was meant to be and you had your reading last year. And now we've both had one in the past couple of weeks. I mean, you can speak to it a little bit more. But I feel like we we're both so much more in the state of mind to have this whole reading than you were when you first got it last year. I think that we've both kind of had like some life changes and just become more open to a lot of new possibilities and everything like that. So it's by no means like, Like they don't call themselves psychic, these records readers, they don't say they're psychic, they really just access your records. And then through that, they can see a lot of information about past lives and your life so far, and then the future. And it's all around the idea that there is no such thing as time. So like everything that is going to be yours eventually is already yours now. There's like a lot that goes into it. And of course, 
I'm sure some people listening, I've already lost you guys, but, um, (laughs) but it's a really cool idea. They are very adamant about the fact that of course we all have free will. So nothing that this woman tells you is going to happen is like set in stone. So you can make any number of decisions today that will change everything that she said to you. But it's just really cool because for example, when I was on my call, we talked a lot about things about me and she knew like a lot of things about me. She even knew where I was from and like she saw New York City a lot in my records. Um, <laughs> but you can start to ask questions. And one of the things I asked her about was like different family members that I wanted to know different things about like the future and everything like that. And she knew so many things. Like she was just so spot on and we can probably link her information in the show notes. She was in my opinion, like a really great person to have like a first reading with just because she was very like, I've been to some psychics where it's like, they have their incense burning and they're just like very psychic old vibes. And she was not like that at all. She's just like a normal person. It felt like talking on the phone to your friend. Yeah. I love Akashic Records and I like to think of it as validating a lot of things you already know about yourself and kind of just talking you through your potential. And yes, there's a lot of cool things like you can ask questions about your future, which is funny. And we were talking about Dan and she brought up the free will. She said, I don't remember if I talked to you about free will in the past, but I think you two are a really lovely relationship. But of course, someone can do something and the relationship can change. <laughs> I was like, why are you saying that? She said, but I don't, I don't see that happening for you two. But I really enjoyed it. And yeah, like you said, I felt like I was at a much different place in my life now, like with the podcast starting and finding more things that I like to do and a creative outlet. So it was cool to talk to her now and hear a whole different perspective and hear what my records had to say this time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it kind of reminds me a little bit of human design, like what you just said about how it's more about like how you should go about living your life, less of like, this is what's going to happen to you. She gives like a lot of advice, which obviously we had Mm -hmm. Katie Calder, human design reader, on our podcast a few weeks ago and she's the same way when she reads your human design chart she tells you a lot about like what's within you and what your personality is and the way that you should use that to live your life and to pursue certain things and interact with other people and so Krista the woman that we both talked to about our Akashic Records I would talk to her about something I would want to do career-wise and she was like telling me how to like model a business yeah it was really cool she gave me a lot of tips for accessing more of my creative side and how to use that in my everyday life so it was cool and we'll definitely link her in the show notes because yeah she's someone that I feel like you can call every few months once a year there's no real time limit on when you can access your records so if you're into this type of thing definitely check it out yeah she also suggested breath work which is something that so many people have suggested to me And I have like a big block against it. I don't know why. Like I just, I want to do it, but I can't get into it. I know once I do, it'll be good, but not yet. We'll see. Yeah. She told us to do it together actually on my call. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't she like, that could be cute. (laughs) Yeah. She was like, that'd be cute. (laughs) It would be. Let's try it. She also wanted me to try it with Dan at one point and that's just not going to happen. So yeah. Yeah. So that was like a really fun thing this week that we both tried And another new thing, I know we've started our whole new things we're trying segment in our intro, which is, I really enjoy it. It was actually Krista's idea, Um, which is funny. But so I posted to our Instagram when this comes out on Monday, it would have been a couple days ago, but we're recording today on Saturday. And I just posted a review for the housework workout that I've been doing with Sid Miller, which I'm sure 
a lot of people listening know about it. So Sydney Miller used to be a soul cycle instructor. Is she still a soul cycle instructor? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think she still is, but now she's created this workout of her own called housework. And it kind of like, in my opinion, took Instagram by storm. And at least like the people that I follow, so many people have been doing it. So when she launched her streaming platform a couple of weeks ago, I decided to sign up and I only intended on doing the free trial just because I love trying so many different classes that I usually tend to do more of like a pay per class type of thing rather than sign up for memberships because then I would have so many memberships. But she has like such an amazing deal right now where it's only $150 for the whole year. And like some gyms charge that much per month. So I ended up keeping it just because I liked it so much. So definitely head to our website and read the review because it will tell you everything you need to know about the class. Yeah, I can't wait to try it. I used to take Sid's SoulCycle classes and they were so much fun. She had such a cult following at Soul, so it's only natural that she has a huge following in the class she developed. So I'm so excited to try it. Yeah, it feels like... And I'm a runner with, if a lot of people listening might not know that, but it feels like it's like a good supplement to somebody who does like a cardio heavy. So I think maybe that was one of her intentions when she first created it was because obviously she has her whole soul cycle community and crew that would do all of her classes. And this is like a great way to build up muscle and also flexibility and balance, which like all will help you when you're doing like a cardio heavy routine. So it's a really great thing to add in even just like once or twice a week. Yeah. And my thing I tried or I've been trying is the Manta sleep mask. So if you remember from our intro, if you listened, Dan has to sleep with the television on every single night and it drives me insane because I need pitch black. So he got me a weighted sleep mask for my birthday and I've been using it and I was using a silk sleep mask prior. So just very lightweight, kind of flimsy, but pure silk. This is much more durable, like straps onto your head and it's weighted with these cooling eye pillows. And I really like it. It was really amazing to fall asleep, just the weight on your face. But I tend to, in the middle of the night, turn around and sleep on my stomach. So I did end up taking it off like in the middle of the night. So I'll keep you posted on how it is, but definitely a really good mask to fall asleep to. I love the weighted aspect. Yeah, that's so cool. I want to try it. I feel like we talk a lot about things that we really like on our podcast and on our Instagram. Something that like I really, really didn't like was I wanted to get the silk mask because I remember you saying that you liked it, but it was like a little bit more on the expensive side. So I decided to go the not cheap, the cheaper route and got like the Blissey. Have you heard of them? No. Oh, it's called Blissey and they do the same thing that, that Slip does. They do like pillowcases and the silk masks and everything. And I hated it so much. It was like so low quality for the amount that I paid. And it was also like huge. Like it didn't stay on my face. It fell off anytime I put it on and it like started to fall apart. I used it for like two weeks. So do not recommend that at all. (laughs) (laughs) And I definitely want to try the weighted one because I feel like I would love that. I love like falling asleep with like pillows and blankets on top of me. (laughs) Yeah, no, me too. I need a weighted blanket. So this was really great for that, but it is like, pretty intense and because it's so heavy and it like velcros on it definitely takes some getting used to but it really was just comforting I liked it a lot oh good job Dan Mm -hmm. (laughs) well we really hope you love this episode it was so much fun for us to record and we're not gonna go on too much more in the intro we just want you to get into it but we will mention here that we have a promo code for the honeypot which is everything we talk about in this episode. 
So we're going to include that in the notes in this episode and you can get, I believe 15% off, which is awesome because I don't think they do promo codes very often and you can try out all of B's amazing products. Yeah. So all the details for that and the code will be in the notes as well as everything we just talked about in our intro about what we loved and reviewed this week. Enjoy the episode. Hi, we are here with B Dixon. She is the founder and CEO of The Honey Pot, and we're so excited to have you. You're hilarious, so we're so excited to have you here. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes, thank you so much for being here. For our listeners who might not know much about you or about Honey Pot, can you just tell them a little bit about yourself? I think, I believe you live in New York now, but where were you raised and a little bit about how you got to where you are now? Yeah, so Beatrice Dixon, co-founder, CEO of the Honey Pot Company, as you just said. I actually am between Atlanta and New York. You know, the, the way that we got started with our company is I had an almost year-long bacterial vaginosis infection. Literally, like, nothing that I did, like, no thing that I did worked. Um, and I was doing all kinds of stuff. I was going to the doctor. I was taking medicine. I was Googling everything, like, shoving all kinds of things in my vagina because I just wanted <laughs> relief. You know what I mean? I just wanted to feel normal and to feel confident and not be so hyper sensitive about what was going on, you know? And my, um, my grandmother came to me in a dream and told me, basically told me what to do. And um, she handed me a piece of paper. She told me to remember it and that I needed to write it down because I was in a dream and she kept saying it. Like, we're about to, you're going to wake up and I'm going to go away, right? Because my grandmother's dead. And I woke up and I remembered and I wrote it down and I made it and it worked. And that's really how we got started. And so the Honey Pot Company is a feminine care company that makes products for humans with vaginas. Wow. That is so crazy. It came to you in a dream. So In a dream. Yeah. Was that something that had happened to you before that you had dreams that were really meaningful? Yeah, I have, I have dreams that can be meaningful now. I think just because of how much I work on my alignment and my connection to myself. Now it's not in a dream. It's like in real life, you know, like it's like, I might have a friend who's, I can tell you, I have a friend and I felt so strongly, I, and it's not even a friend that I talk to all the time, right? I mean, it's like, you know, we talk, I love him, he's great, we're like family, whatever. But I had this really, really, really strong intuition that something was wrong, you know? And um, I was calling him, calling him, calling him. I finally got him on the phone. And, I, you know, I said to him, are you okay? Are you okay? What's going on? This is literally just like three weeks ago. And he was like, no, I'm fine. I'm, you know, whatever. I said, I'm, I'm coming to you wherever you are. I'm just going to come. I get on, I get on a bus. I get on the fucking jitney. And I, and I drive and I go to him, you know. And the next day, something crazy happened, you know. So, like, now, now stuff just comes, like, in real life. I don't know how to explain it. Um, it could be, like, I just met you and, um, like it could be like call Carly and see how she's doing, right? I had yeah. I had a friend, I had a friend that I, I we're not. I mean, I feel like we're friends, 
just because we're energetically aligned. But I felt to call her, and when I and I, when I and I, I and this isn't a, this is a person I just met, you know. Um, I felt to call her, and when I called her, she told me her mom just died. So now it's like stuff like that, you know. Now it's like something just comes into my head, and then I just I just I just do whatever the thing is. Um, yeah. How yeah. old were you when that started happening? Um, I think when I was like twelve or thirteen like 12 or 13. I told my wow. uncle the lottery numbers. Oh, wow. and he won? He 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 would have won. He would have won, That's but he didn't play him. He didn't play him that day. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. wow. So you yeah. always kind of embraced it and you didn't question it? I um when I was a kid, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know what that was. He just told me to give him some lottery numbers and I went in and I just gave them to him. But you're a kid. You're present, you're aware. You're not you're not thinking anything, you know. Um at this point even now, I'm not. I'm not trying to take it on to be psychic or anything like that. I just see it as like I'm in alignment. I trust what I hear, and I just do it. I trust. Sometimes it's somebody saying something in my ear that may not sound like me and you talking. It may just like appear in my mind, you know. And sometimes, you know, a lot of times it happens to be the right thing. I, I don't know where it came from, right? But you know, so yeah. At this point, I accept it more than I ever have. That's just because I accept myself. Yeah, and it got you this amazing company. Yeah, it did. It did. We love hearing stories about this. We are so into spirituality and love hearing about people tuning in. So it Mm -hmm. seems like when you had this dream and your grandmother came to you, it was something that you already had a sense of spirituality. So what did you do when you woke up? You just knew you had to write this down and go make it? That's it. That's what I did. Because, I mean, think about that. What dimension did she have to travel through to come to me to tell me a recipe, right, of ingredients so that I could heal my vagina? Think about that. That is some, it's not crazy, like in a crazy like that, but that's some crazy shit. And then for the thing that she told me to actually work, yeah, that's like right. the whole other part of it. It actually worked. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. You can't you can't not take that serious. You know yeah. what I mean? No. So you made it, tested it on yourself, you healed. Then mm-hmm. I think you mentioned you then tested it on friends and family. So how did that then turn into your huge growing company, The Honey Pot? Uh, I tested it on, on hundreds of women, actually. I gave it away. Um, we gave it away because I was working with my brother at the time. We still do. From there, we, we went and we had an opportunity to go to the Bronner Brothers Hair Show. We were doing we were doing orders by this point, but the orders were literally just through email. You know, they weren't like through a website, <laughs> you know, because yeah. it was from people that we were giving the product away to. Then I met somebody and they told me about the Bronner Brothers Hair Show, which is one of the largest black hair shows in the U.S. I was like, cool. I launched the brand there. My brother put the money together between him and a friend and we bought bottles and labels and caps and ingredients and we made 600 bottles and we said if it does well here then we'll take it on if it doesn't do well forget about it you know but we ended up selling out like 600 bottles in a weekend and it did well and and we just kept we just kept moving you know yeah so this is an all-natural product. What are mm-hmm. what are the ingredients? And have you always been into using natural beauty products? Uh, yeah, for like probably for the last 
15 years, you know? I mean, it's like our washes are made with coconut oil is like the base. That's how you, the saponified coconut oil. Um, we use apple cider vinegar. We use water. We use lavender, rose, garlic. Very simple ingredients, you know? Um, but those ingredients are really effective because our bodies understand plants. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the simple, simple ingredients are the best ingredients. They are. Yeah. Especially when you're talking about human beings, because it's, it's native, right? Plants and trees and, and dirt and water. They're all of, they're earthlings as well, right? <laughs> like this is, this is the planet that all of those things live on. And so do we. So the things that we need to nourish ourselves would come from our planet, you know? Um, so it's really important that those things are clean, that they're effective, that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. before you started, before you created the product and started the company, did you ever see yourself like running a company? Uh, yeah, I, I had, I had a cleaning business before and an organizing business. I just stopped doing it because I, cause you only made money when you were doing a service. So then I got in my mind um, that I wanted to get into a product type of business because then you're making money in your sleep, right? Like right now, how many people are buying honey pots in, at any given place, right? So it was in my head. I asked for it to come. It just came in the form of a vagina product line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And what about the name? It's the cutest name and the Thank product's you. called Honey Pot, but it's for your honey pot. So I yes. want to hear that. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, that's not that's not as deep of a story as um, <laughs> as as how we got started. I was driving in Atlanta, and there was a like a band poster on a light pole, and the band was called the Honey Pot Band. And so I You're was like, like, "What a great name for a vagina!" That's what I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's how. Love I love it. that. And that works. So you mentioned that you work with your brother. What is that like? Like, has that been difficult starting a business with a family member? No, it's not. Cause I, cause I chose him as my brother, right? We, we met um, maybe 15 years ago and we just chose each other, you know, straight away. It was always a platonic thing. Like, you know, we always were just really connected. It's been a beautiful experience. <laughs> you know, there's been ups, there's been downs. There's been times where we didn't talk to each other, but I feel like those things are important because it helps you to stay on the right side of the grass, you know, because yeah. you know what the other side looks like. So if you want it to be good, then you work really, really, really hard to keep it good, you know? So it's, it's been a beautiful experience and nobody's really going to have your back like your family will, you know? So it's been great. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Definitely. So your product started at a show, instantly became mm -hmm. successful. It worked. So how did that well, it grow? Wasn't, it wasn't instant, though. I want people to understand that instant in the world of business is like eight to 10 years. An overnight success is not fucking you started it and then tomorrow everything's great. An overnight success is like you've been doing this for five, six, seven, eight, nine years right? Because that's how long this stuff takes. It doesn't just happen like that. You know, sometimes it does, but that is not like the reality, you know? Yeah. I'm really so glad I, you said that because I wanted, you. 
Yeah, no, I'm glad you said that because I wanted to kind of like understand the length of time between you having the dream and it being like something that so many people know about and so many people use and so many people buy. Like you said, people are buying it right now as we're talking. So Mm -hmm. I think that's important to mention that it's not like an overnight success kind of thing. Right, right. What were you going to say? I cut you off. I didn't mean to. No, just asking about that process exactly. So what went into that? What was that like turning a product that came to into a dream to a product that sold in Walgreens and it has the yeah. success that it has today? I'm just so curious how a dream turned into an empire and how that was for you. Well, that's nice that you called it an empire. Thank you for that. I think we have just stuck to it. You know, we have just been diligent. We have just taking the no's, the yeses, all the hard work, all the learning, all the blood, the sweat, the tears, the happiness, the joy. We've just like, we've been here for it, you know? And if I'm honest, like I can say a bunch of deep shit and I can go into how, you know, the type of employees you need to have and all that kind of stuff. But at the base of all that, you just have to be here for it. You just have to be willing to do any and everything that it takes to get to the goal, right? That's my attitude, man. Like, that's my state of mind. Like, I got to do this. I have too many people relying on me. Too many people have sacrificed their life to make this, not like died or anything, but they've sacrificed, you know, like sometimes work weeks here are like 80, 90 hours. Sometimes Simon has to like sleep at the office, you know, like it's a grind. I mean, I remember when our customer service team We were up working 12, 2, 3, 4 o'clock at night. You know what I mean? Like, you just have to be with the shits. You got to be ready to do whatever it's going to take. And nothing is beneath you, you know? So, honestly, that's what's at the base of what helps us to grow, I think. Because ego is taken out of the picture. Like, the only thing that matters is the goal, right? And so, whatever we have to do to get to the goal, we're doing it. People ask all the time, did you think that this would happen? Did you think that your company would achieve the success it's achieving right now, right? My answer to that is, hell yeah, I did. Why else would I be doing this shit if I didn't think it was going to be able to retire me? If I didn't think that it would be able to help women? And you understand what I'm saying? Like, if I didn't think that it was going to do that, why would I do it? You know? I feel like that has to be at the base, for me anyway. Yeah. Because that's how I do my thing. If I don't believe in it, I'm not fucking with it. You know what I mean? That's an amazing answer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious because, first of all, you're such an inspirational person to listen to. I feel like everything you just said, it's like very empowering. And I'm curious if that's how you grew up. Like, did you grow up in that mindset? Was that something that you were raised to know and to feel like pursue things you're passionate about, believe in yourself and everything like that? Yeah, my mom, when I came to my mom and told her I wanted to get my driving permit, I was 15 years old. I was actually going on 15. I was 14. She told me, that's cute. That's cool. Right. But my mom worked hard. Like she had kids. Like she had her stuff. Right. Like it wasn't like there was just money falling off of trees in our household. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. She worked her ass off just to make sure we could eat and pay bills and maybe take a trip once a year. (laughs) Right. If we could do that. But so she was like, look, if you want to do that, you're going to have to get a job, you know, you know, and you're going to pay for yourself to go to driving school. And that's what I did. So, you know, I'll never forget 
that moment because I feel like that moment was the moment that my mother taught me. My mother always taught me to be able to take care of my basic needs from me. You can't ask anybody to take care of your basic needs, how you eat, how you sleep, (laughs) how you drive your car, how you put gas in it. Like you have to be able to do that shit. That is your responsibility. Even when I was 14 fucking years old, in most parents' minds, that's their responsibility at that yeah. time. My mom was like, fuck that. That's not my responsibility. I'm, paying, <laughs> I'm making sure you eat. You have a house. You go to school. You have some clothes, right? Anything external to that that you want to do, you need to figure that shit out. So I think it did. You know, it, it made me a hustler. Like, I have been working legit since I was 14 going on 15. And you weren't even supposed to work at 14. Yeah. So... You know, I've just always been like that. But yeah, throughout time, I've just wanted to be this human that I am. You know, this is just who I am. So I love that answer. My family actually owns a farm in upstate New York. And we started working Mm -hmm. there when we were like 13, 14 also. And you're just taught to like work all throughout college to pay for everything and all that. And I feel like I gained so much from that just from learning that you have to be able to support yourself. And those everything you're saying, that's something that is on you, not on other people. Mm -hmm. So I love that. And that even like not only in work and supporting yourself, like I feel like that's in your relationships and your friendships and your happiness. You can't have these codependent relationships where you're Mm -hmm. relying on anyone else to make you happy. And we say that all the time. Mm -hmm. So I love, I love that message. You knew this is what you wanted to do. You knew you had to, you knew you could, and you did it. Yeah. It's especially, thank you for saying that, but especially in our relationships, in our friendships with our lovers, we really got to understand responsibility. I feel like in, in love and in friendships and in a lot of things, we put so much expectation and projection and should and shouldn't into our relationships when it's like, you know, nobody is responsible for me. I'm responsible for how I talk, how I live, what I eat, right? You know, a lot of times I've been in a relationship where, I was always so defensive, right? But I I realized I was so defensive because I fucking believed what the person was telling me. I felt to defend myself. I don't need to defend myself on some bullshit unless I believe it, you know? And so going through that and a host of other things, you know, responsibility is some shit, man. And yeah. how, how you see the world and how you are the human in the world that you are. A lot of times we go out, we, we put out, we say things outwardly, but we're not going in. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like, like, what do I really want? How do I really feel? Do I really love myself? Do I like myself? Do I really want to be here? Right? Like a lot of times we stay out of obligation. Yeah. Like, yes. Honestly, you're not fucking obligated to anything unless you choose to be, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, but in choosing that obligation, you have to take what comes with that, you know? Are you in a relationship now? Uh, not, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an answer that I would give. <laughs> I don't know. I love 
love what you said though, because I truly believe that in, in relationships, especially in my experience, when I find myself like arguing back or being defensive, I'm seriously like arguing with myself because I wouldn't be doing that if it wasn't something that was like inside of me. It's not coming from right. the person on the other side. So I'm right. like so with you on that. I totally agree. Yeah. And in friendships too. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's um <laughs> relating can be hard, man. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So yeah. I want to ask a little bit more about what's your long-term plan for the Honeypot Company? Do you have any new products that are coming out or what's your vision for like five years from now? We have definitely got a lot of new products coming out, but I won't talk about them yet because <laughs> I don't know who's listening. Well, that's um, exciting. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, hopefully in five years, Honeypot is sold. Uh, that is my goal. Um, uh, yeah. But, you know, but, and if it's not, my goal, you guys, is just to, is just to make dope products for vaginas, man. That's, that's what I want to do. I want to make yeah. clean, effective products for all of the vaginas that want to use them. And I want to do it with people that I, like, give a fuck about. And I want to just continue to be the change in the world that we live in. And I want to do things from a place of wanting to, you know, and really like caring about what I do. And with Honeypot, I just want to run a very lean, efficient, smart business that is able to have the supply for its demand. You know, that's what we're working towards. Yeah. Well, we talk a lot about knowing the face behind your brand and who's creating the product that you're purchasing so I think it's awesome to talk to you and hear you and hear the Thank person you. behind these products and I think it's awesome that a brand for women is made by a woman and I don't Thank know if you want to speak to what we talked about a little earlier but caring for a woman's body and caring for feminine products it's important to have the right people behind that yeah it's important to have the right people behind most things you know because mm -hmm. if the right people aren't behind it, terrible things can happen, you know? Yeah. What has your experience been being a person of color right now in the wellness industry? Uh, I know that's I, like I, not an easy question to bake down to a small answer, but. No, I mean, I, I tend to not care about, it's not that I don't care about my color. I tend to not buy into the, the notion of race the construction of race. I'm a human being who happens to be a woman, who happens to have black skin because somebody said that I did. My experience is my experience. It wouldn't matter if I was black, white, purple, green. My experience is always going to be my fucking experience. Just like your experience is always gonna be yours, right? Mm -hmm. My experience is I just wanna be treated like a fucking human being. And I don't mean this in a derogatory way towards you, so don't take what I'm saying on. But I don't want to be asked about what it feels like to be a Black woman in business. It feels like what it fucking feels like for any human to be in business. It feels like I'm having a fucking spiritual experience in my body. It feels like I'm happy to be here, you know? Yeah. Um, today is always the best day of my life, man. So that's what my experience is. I'm a human. I'm an earthling, right? That's, I love that that's what I am. You know, so, yeah. I, you know, I don't want to feed into the construction of what race 
was constructed to be, which was just to keep things in order. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm beating to my own drum, you know? I yeah. feel like I could listen to you talk all day. I feel like you have like the perfect <laughs> answers and just such a good mindset. And I love that. That's a really Thank great you. answer. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, sister. <laughs> if you have anything else you want to share with our listeners, we don't need to just cover Honeypot. You have such great relationship advice, advice any, of being a human being. Anything you want to know, you know, I mean, I look, I just think that it's important you know, a lot, a, a lot of these talks that I do are always about being an entrepreneur and what it took and what's it like and what did you have to do and, you know, all that stuff. We're so focused on entrepreneurship right now because our society has uh, placed us with the invention of COVID, right? Our society has placed us in a place of lack, to be quite frank, right? We, we have to rely on its unemployment benefits. And, you know, sometimes when told by the government, we can't leave our houses. And when we do leave, we got to wear a mask. And I guess the thing that I would say is in the way that people are so excited to understand how to create their own business, to create their own wealth, to do things that they're passionate about, it's really important to get very passionate about yourself, passionate about your heart, passionate about how you eat passionate about how your mind is, how it thinks, especially if you don't like yourself, you know? It's so, so, so important to go in and figure out why you don't like yourself and figure out that most of the time, the shit that you're telling yourself is just in your head. It's not like a real thing. Like you're, you're making it real, right? So I think it's important now more than ever to raise our vibrations as humans and become lovers of ourselves and to do what it takes to do that. Like I have this plant right here, right? This plant didn't get this way. It wasn't like this when we first got it, right? We had to water it. You know, I'm not at the office all the time, but the plants that I have at home, I talk to them. I love on them. If I'm traveling, I got to organize how it's kept, right? I got to call my next door neighbor and say, hey, can you go and water my plants? Because I don't fucking want them to die, right? It's the same shit with yourself. You are a plant and you have to water it and you have to care for it and you want to give it the right things. And you know what I'm saying? And so I think it's yeah. really important that the way that we, we are being driven and passionate about having our own and creating our own because we see that that's necessary, it's just as important to do that with yourself. Because if we can do that with ourselves, then some of the issues that we're seeing in the world wouldn't even be that because our vibrations would be so high and we would be so aligned on that. We're aligned on the wrong shit right now. So it's really important that we, because as, as humans, we are a hive, right? When COVID first happened, it felt weird to just fucking be, to just sit down, right? And I'm conscious as fuck, right? <laughs> it felt weird. I really felt sad. Why did I feel sad? Because the world felt sad. So it's really important for us to get our shit together so that we can get aligned on some higher vibrational shit so that things like this aren't even a thing. 
And even if they are a thing, we know that if something like COVID happens, you just take care of it, right? You take care of yourself. You take the herbs. You go to the doctor. If it gets bad enough, they give you medicine, right? Sometimes people get sick and they die. But that's life. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, you're so, who I want to so, call when I have a bad day. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, you guys, we got to raise our vibrations and not be so fucking scared because of the way that we're being conditioned right now. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's like what you said earlier, like each of us has to do that for ourselves so that we can be here for everybody else. Like if you're not doing right. that work with yourself and you're not getting yourself on that right vibration and in alignment, then how are you going to do anything to help the you whole can. world? So I totally agree. You can't. And what we have to understand, like I had one of our, she's a friend and she works with us. Her daughter got sick, right? Got a positive result. And she was really, really actually fucking scared. And I'm just like, don't be scared. Cause if you're scared, that's going to make everything worse. If you're listening to this, if you get COVID, Look, treat it like it's a cold. Take care of yourself, right? Be calm. When you get a fever, what do you do? You take some Tylenol, you lay down. The fever is necessary because heat pulls things out, right? Don't be scared. Everything is going to be fine. Even if the worst thing happens, what can you do? It wasn't in your control anyway, right? So it's really important for us to know that and be comfortable with that. And don't be afraid of something like the monster that we're dealing with right now, because it's here now. You can't control it. <laughs> you can't control a virus and a bacteria. You can't. Yeah. You know, that's the mindset so. that I have, a similar mindset. But then I find myself getting afraid of all the fear like I'm like so, everyone's so afraid right now it's making me afraid of that like I'm still not so afraid of COVID I feel like I'm just it's here and we're dealing with it how we can everything like that but then I just see everyone around me panicking and it gets me like in a panic yeah no I, I, I feel you I mean I, I have moments of that too but I just try to get back to the moment of don't get scared because yeah. if, if getting scared ain't gonna do shit right yeah we always wrap up our episode with just kind of more personal questions about you not so much related to your company and everything like that yeah. so I guess we can transition to that now it's just a few kind of rapid fire type questions so okay. one that I am curious about is what is your favorite this is kind of in theme of a few things we talked about but what is your favorite method of self-care oh I like showers Yes. It's a great, simple self-care method. <laughs> Are you a morning or a night shower person? Both. Oh, I like yeah. that. Yeah. I feel like it's important to shower in the morning and at night. Because yeah. you've been sleeping all night and sweating and moving in the bed. So you want to wash that off. And at night, you've been through your whole day. You want to wash that off, you know? Yeah. Totally. Especially in the summer, I shower like three times a day. Exactly. <laughs> it's hot. Who wants to be It's stinky? hot. Yeah. Um, what is the one food you can't live without? Oh, lentils. Ooh. Lentils. Lentils is like my favorite food. It's we haven't weird. gotten that one yet. I like that. <laughs> How do and, you eat them? It's soup. I make them into a soup. Mm -hmm. I Actually, it's like lentils 
and soup. I I can live on soup and like salad. I love I love soup. Do you have a good lentil soup recipe? I do. Send it through to us. I love making lentil soup. I totally will. (laughs) Me too. I used to make these lentil quesadillas that were actually so good, but I don't really cook lentils much, so I'll have to try a soup. I made like a lentil pasta, but the lentils were like meant to, to be representative of the meat. And it was really good. Ooh, like a bolognese sauce, but with lentils? Yes. Wow. Yes. It was yeah, really good. good. Okay. So what is one must-have quality and a significant other? Emotional intelligence. Yes. <laughs> That's huge. <laughs> Emotional intelligence and love for yourself. I love that one. That's like my favorite yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about having love for ourselves, but like realizing your partner needs to have that too is really yeah. important. Yeah. Otherwise, we're not a reflection of each other and that shit isn't going to work. Yeah. I'm convinced that's why I'm still single because the guy is still figuring out himself and then he'll talk right. to me. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm figured out. He's just working on it. Right. Yeah, I totally get it. I totally get it. If you had to give yourself advice 10 years ago, what would it be? Be here right now. I knew you'd have a good one. Be present, man. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. For the last one, what is the best trip that you ever took? Oh, me and Cy went to Germany. We went to Portugal and we went to, um, it was an island close to the coast of Morocco. I can't remember what the name of the island was, but it was like all of that in one trip. And we like, some of it was work, really all of it was work, right? But it was so much fun. It was like two days here, three days here, four days here. You know, it was crazy, but it was like the best trip ever. And then the last one, in the last one, we got this really ridiculous hotel room. It was like some shit out of like Hangover. It was crazy. <laughs> oh my god! It was crazy. Like I had my own like wing and my own like Japanese rock garden, and it was it was insanity. It was beautiful. That sounds amazing. Absolutely. The last vacation, the last vacation that Mia and I went on together, we were basically sleeping in like a twin bed together. So we definitely didn't have that. <laughs> At least yeah. you guys got to sleep on a bed, though. <laughs> that yeah. sounds so amazing, though. I, Portugal is, like, very high on my list. Oh, girl. Portugal, Lisbon. <sighs> so good. It's so pretty. It and it's so... Our next trip. Oh, please go whenever the world opens up. Yes. Yeah. Well... We want to say thank you so much. This was awesome. We loved talking you. to you. And we want to tell our listeners where to find you. So can you just tell them? We'll link it in the notes too, but just your Instagram handle and the website for Honeypot. Yeah, so you can go to thehoneypot.co or thehoneypot.com because they're all linked. You can go to our store locator on our website, put in your zip code, and then that will tell you which stores we're in because that's where you're going to find our products right now because we don't have anything online right now. And if we do, it's like very slim. You can also find the brand at The Honeypot Co. on all the social media handles. And then my one is I am B Dixon, and that's B E A D I X O N. Awesome. Great. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. Really quick, what is your favorite product? What's your favorite one? The Wash Girl. 
the watch? I am, okay. yes. Like, I am, like, it is a situation. Like, if I go somewhere and I, like, two weeks ago, I was visiting with some friends and I had my wash in the shower because I had opened it for some reason and I went to put my towel on and my wash spilled out all over everything. And I was so upset. I don't go anywhere without wash. Like, you do not understand. Like, it is a thing. <laughs> You know, I had to like go on a fucking rabbit hunt to find it, but I did. So the wash is the normal wash is my favorite, 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 favorite. All right. So yeah, I cannot wait to try it. <laughs> find the honey pot at your local stores and get the wash. And yes. thank you so much for joining us today. We had an amazing thank time you. chatting with you. You're a wealth of knowledge. Thank you. I'm so grateful you guys chose me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, find us on Instagram at mostly underscore balance. And if you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. And tune in next week for another great guest.